This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast features liquid alchemy beverages. Please take a moment to subscribe to be notified when the most recent episode has been uploaded. Feel free to reach out to Liquid Alchemy and let them know what you thought about the podcast. Cheers! Hello ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Sheen, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings, and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. We are back at Liquid Alchemy in Wilmington, Delaware. We're going to call this Liquid Alchemy Revisit. You were our first guest ever on the podcast last January in 2019. What's happened? <laughs> the, the crowd just went the wild crowd just on that went one. Wild. Yeah. So tell us, tell everybody, Jeff and Terry, thanks for stopping by the podcast. What's happened in the last year since we saw you? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely well, thank nothing. Thank you for asking. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's hanging out. That's yeah, yeah, yeah we, we just spend most of our life here. Just 80, okay. 90 hours a week just doing absolutely almost nothing. And you both look around. younger. Yes. You look more, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I've only lost a little bit of hair. Okay. Yep. Well, and it and jumped over to Terry and, magically. And I don't know how that happened. Apparently, it didn't go my way. It's good. So that's no, okay. No, it's, it's very, very hard to have a perfect head. Now, the, the truth of the matter is you've had a really great year. Your, uh, your, your ciders, your meads, and you're even, you even have that, um, you're doing the, the, the tour bus, right? You've got that going on? Sure, yeah. We uh, started a business called First State Brew Tours, and it is a brew bus that goes around to different uh, breweries, wineries, distilleries. And every other month we do this on a Saturday. It's a lot of fun. Um, great to do with friends, uh, family. You can do a private tour if you want. Yep, so, very cool. so you've got that. You're you're really building a relationship with the people in Wilmington, the businesses, as you said, the breweries, the the distilleries. Some of the products you've been doing, and one of the things I've noticed with the things that you produced, you're, you're really developing your barrel program right now. Yep. Yeah. We we started. We got very very lucky when we first got into um, business. Um, a a distillery well known in Delaware, Painted Stave, down in Smyrna. Um, really started kind of kicking out on their own. And as we were just getting started, we kind of reached out to them and said, you know, it'd be really, really neat if we did a Delaware product where we used your barrels when you're done with them and then put our stuff in there. Um, just because we had heard, you know, kind of through other meteries that had been established that it would be make a really, really neat product. So we, we just, you know, got like one or two little guys, little 10 gallon barrels to start with and, uh, start playing with them. And, um, yeah, now we have 12. Now you're up to 12. Um, this has really country. become a strong barrel program for you. And I know yeah. we've talked about the hunt for barrels yes. and, and interesting barrels. And they've got to be wet. So they still have to have, you know, some of the products still in them. They can't dry out. Why, why yeah. can't they dry out? Well, they can. 
Oh, uh, then, never then mind. And they, they get sort of neutral oh. oh, they can, but you don't want them yeah. to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just got a different flavor profile. Uh, the, the more fresh, the better. Just like all our ingredients. You know, we, we get better results with our our fresh fruits than a fruit extract, which which we don't use at all. Um, but but there are definitely are, are breweries, meaderies, uh, places out there that, that use these things because it makes it a little more, maybe a, a more consistent product. Um, but I don't think as good of a quality product. So uh, we just use natural things. And I'd rather have a barrel that wasn't cleaned, that was just freshly dumped, that's still a little, you know, what they say, wet inside, um, that still has a little bit of, bit of bourbon, whiskey, whatever it has. Beer, and then, what yeah, have you, beer, right? Yep, and put our stuff in there while it's still wet. And um, as we found out accidentally, um, sometimes that doesn't work in your favor because uh, things like honey and maple syrup, actually dry out barrels a little bit. Okay. So then when you start adding product to these wet barrels, uh, they leak all over the, the place. Um, but we're, we're, we're... So what do you do when the these. barrels leak? Uh, uh, we drink. We drink. Okay. We just put our mouth <laughs> underneath it. <Okay. laughs> just, no, we just do a lot of cleaning, unfortunately. I got you. Um, and then just refill the barrels. They'll, they'll, they all seal up eventually. Um, sometimes they have, you know, we have a bunch in the back now that just have little slow leaks. Uh, but you just keep on filling them up again and making sure that they're they're safe and they're happy and uh, they're delicious. And we happen to have one right here if you would like to try one. What is that? What are you trying? What are we sampling right now? Uh, that is a bourbon barrel aged tiger. Uh, the tiger was sitting in there for a year and a half. So this is punch in the face bourbon. Uh, what? bourbon was in here you're allowed to say the uh, barrel painted stave. painted stave so yeah this is one of the first bourbons to be released in delaware since prohibition we got lucky enough to found some of the barrels that were literally the first ones to come off the line um since prohibition so it's kind of cool we like the history so the makeup of this is you get the sweetness on the palate you get the spiciness but you also get the dryness and the oakiness of the barrel that really finishes this off. Oh, yeah. And that, that's all kinds of layers. This is delicious. So yeah. one of the things that's exciting is really where you are part of the meat and cider world. And a lot of the uh, – you're on the cutting edge is, is the best way I would describe it. I mean, you're leading that. You're on the cutting edge. You're doing collaborations. And something yeah. like this, what's been the response for people besides me that get to enjoy it now? But what's the response been from your, your customers and your, your, your friends and family? Uh, we hear the word wow a lot. Just it, we, we, I, I love just giving this to somebody that's new, somebody that, that seems to have you know a, a liking to this type of product. And then when you give them something completely different like a barrel-aged product, you just see their eyes light up and, and just, you know, we just hear the word wow a lot. What's nice about the barrel program is, and once you get it ramped up, if, if somebody doesn't make it for this one, there'll be something next. Yes. You'll yep. always now be able to start releasing things that are barrel aged besides your great standard products. Yep. Bingo. And we're there. also going to try to start getting these. We, we do have some uh, selective liquor stores right out there that, that are now asking for some unique products. Uh, one of them is uh, uh, Greenville Wine and Spirits. Uh, they've had a, a barrel-aged uh, product in, in the past and, and probably will be getting more in the future. So, obviously, again, we met last year. We sat down for the podcast. What are some of the other things that you've been doing in the last year? You've got some different events that you've gotten a chance to do? Well, <laughs> I, 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 I caught you off guard, didn't I? <laughs> Let, let's, we'll, we'll throw you a sample, Here, too. let's drink more. Let's, let's Terry, try, you let's think about where what you've been doing since, let's, yeah. Let's try a sample, too. Um, we, Terry we and Jeff just finished filling 25 um, kegs um, for, for, for hard cider. Yeah, hard cider. Finished, yeah. So they're carbonated. Yeah. So you're, you're just recovering. Yeah. And now we're now we're making yeast, yeah. so uh, never a dull moment. Yeah. Okay. We are doing a lot of fun events, um, more and more here in the tasting room. Um, 
as well as off-site. So our next events coming up are the Girl Scout cookie pairing, which is super popular. Um, we've done a popcorn pairing event. We have um, a flamenco night. Oh, really? So you're going to move the barrels out of the way? And, well, they kind of it... dance around in the alcove and okay. do yeah. their own thing. I'm picturing the largest. Is it a flamenco line? Just the two. It's two, just a, couple. a husband and wife team. Is there? A, oh, it's a conga line. Yeah. 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 Okay. Conga yeah. Line. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thinking we just came up the largest conga line in the world can be held outside and that could be a mass event. How's that? What do you think? Uh, that is unbelievably strange, but let's okay. give it a shot. <laughs> so, what are we what are we tasting here? All right, so uh, we've been doing a lot of experimenting lately, you know, like like with our barrels. Um, this is a very unique one because we like doing um, again. You, you talked in the middle, uh, in the beginning about collaborations. This is a collaboration with a Delaware gentleman who has family in Costa Rica. His family in Costa Rica happens to have a coffee farm. So we've been harassing this guy. See, for one of the things you can't see when you do a podcast is me just big a smile on my face and just shaking my head up and down like yeah. a like like that bobblehead thing. Yeah. Because this is amazing. Yeah. This is the deli- finish. What this is? All right, this is Juan's gold. This is Juan's and, Juan's and, and gold. And his name is Juan. Juan. So we called it named it after they him. Named it after Juan. Uh, Juan, a, a actually a famous Delaware jockey. Um, who okay. came from Costa Rica to to ride, but now also has his own small business. And his family has the coffee farm still in Costa Rica. So this is a single farm, single variety Costa Rican coffee uh, with uh, raw cinnamon and guajillo peppers from Mexico. I, I don't think I get a lot of the peppers other than just a little bit. bit of, mm-hmm. it, it's a little, yep. but you get the coffee, you get the cinnamon. This is yeah. wow. This kind is of a funky take on so uh, Mexican you, you've, you've You've offered two things to taste. Does it get better from here? No, no, it's a no. Much this worse. is this no, is no, it. This, this is, is it. it. No, yeah, no, no. We say, well, we, it's we different. Give it the best first. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different. It's mm. hard to compare it. So mm. every every one of our flavors really has a different personality, and some appeal to others more than than others. What I love is that people can come and just really get an experience with what cider and mead is. So if you haven't had cider and mead. You get that first introduction to good cider and mead. And then you're going to take them on this journey that you've really gotten a chance to experience together in the last year or so of what you can experiment, what you can do. You have people now that are sharing some some thoughts and ideas that you you can do as well, like this Juan's Gold. Yep. All right. Pretty amazing. All right. This is – if you have not been here's here's if you're in listening area of this podcast if you have not been to Liquid Alchemy in Wilmington, Delaware, this is why you need to put it on your calendar to get here because this Wands Gold is a limited release. Yep. Right. Yeah. Maybe once it's gone, it's weeks. gone. Yeah. Right. And then you'll be sad, but there'll be something else. Yeah. Right? We always come up with different things all yeah. the time. We always have things up our sleeve. We love experimenting. We love playing with different things. Not all of them work out, but some of them really. Well, if they don't work you out, know, you're not going to taste them. Yeah. No, we're not going to. They're not going to get to the bar. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Some of the stuff just stay in the back room, and mm-hmm. we taste them, and they're they're okay. But yeah, then we'll never make it out here. But this one did. Okay. So here's number three. What's number three? All right. This is a um, a small batch that we do just in the winter time. Um, just for Christmas, just for Valentine's Day, uh, this is a chocolate-covered cherry, or more accurately, what people describe as a cherry Tootsie Pop, um, where you taste the cherry first, you're licking the Tootsie Pop, you get the cherry, you get the sweet, and then when you bite in the Tootsie Pop, you get the dark chocolate as a second layer. That's what this, this is. is so I, I'm bonbon. thinking, all right, so I mean, you only do this in the winter, yep. but obviously, this is something to stock up on, because for romantic events, 
if you want to do showers or wedding gifts or things like that, yep. this is a really nice idea for that. It really is. It's like mm-hmm. eating one of those chocolate cherry Tootsie Pops. Yep. This is delicious. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, so and, it, didn't, and, it just know, keeps as, getting better. As you did say, you, this is delicious when you drink it in the shower. So, uh, yep, it's it's amazing. You know, even if you're in the shower for a long time, it's going to make you feel awesome. Okay. Um, we'll just leave that in the podcast and um, let people figure <laughs> let that out. Yeah. We'll just let it go. Yes, welcome you, to Alchemy. You brought got, it up. I did not. I got, yep. I've been <laughs> drinking now and you haven't. So. Okay. Yes, that's the great part. I've just been sniffing yeast for the last hour. So okay, maybe that's, that's it. it. Now, I don't know. You brought out Girl Scout cookies. Was there a reason for that? Yes. Is that to announce your Girl Scout cookie pairing for the month of February? We are doing that in February, but we also have some little trick up our sleeves that we played with last year. This little uh, guy is going to be turned into a mead. What? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at a container of Girl Scout cookies, and how is this going to be turned into a mead? Uh, what we did last year uh, in, in a fit of uh, crazy boredom is we took about five or six different kinds of Girl Scout cookies. We crunched them all up. We put them in hot bags and we added them to different varieties of meat and we let them sit there for a while and waited till um, one of them tasted good. And this is our winner. So it's a so, – what's the variety of Girl Scout cookie here? So this is a, it's a shortbread <laughs> It's a shortbread, chocolate. right? Okay. And so you you crunched up these. Yes. Yep. And you put them in a bag. Yep. And you let them sit in mead. Yep. For a few weeks. And this is... Amazing. It turns out really good, yeah. I I think the Girl Scout cookie society program, whatever they are, is loving life now. Because this whole Girl Scout pairing has exploded over the last couple of years. I can't say I ever, like, Girl Scout cookies and mead, Girl Scout cookies and cider, Girl Scout cookie pairings and beer, Girl Scout cookie pairings and wine, you know, whiskey, whatever. (laughs) I would imagine, had they known this was going to be so popular, they would have done this years ago. But it seems like it's really taken off over the last number of years. But nobody, I would imagine, is crushing up Girl Scout cookies and, and putting them into Something, right? And that's why you're here. That's why I'm here? Okay. Yep. Yep. To well, release this to the world, um, you're actually literally the first people, aside from our experimenting from last year, that, that actually knows about this. Okay. All right. So, so when does this get released? That. What's the big release date of this? Uh, we're going to do it on Saturday, The I think it's the 22nd of okay. February. Saturday, 22nd of February. Yes. And what, is that it right there? Nope. Oh. Uh, this is a cider. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of a funky, funky cider. Just gotcha. One, one more thing. To okay. Try. Yeah, Saturday the 22nd. Saturday the 22nd. Big Girl Scout cookie release. Pairing. What are you calling that? Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. So that will be – now, has, has has the Girl Scout cookie – has anybody – this is like – this This will hear about it now. They don't even know about it. No, hopefully they won't because their oh. their their average age is about like nine years old. Nine, so well, okay. We're, we're going to try to den mothers, or if that's yes. what they call themselves, I don't know. That that could be. Yes, it could be the, <laughs> okay. the drink o den mothers. Okay, you could become <laughs> the national drink of the Girl Scout. Girl Scout. Aside from like YooHoo, yeah, yeah, that that could be it. <laughs> so what is this other funky cider? <laughs> All right, so we we know you like you like ciders too, along with your, your of meats. Of course, this is a sour cider. It's actually this technically. Is, your first, is this your first sour cider? Oh no, no. Uh, have you, you seven, made six or seven? Yeah. Sour. Okay. We've had, but usually sells out so damn quick that yeah, you're. I never get a chance. Get there. To, yeah, you miss right. it. Yeah, this is actually almost done too. Yeah, this is a sour sop, which is a funky South American fruit, um, ginger root, lactose cider. Wow, that is awesome. It's yeah. hard to describe what that day is like. Sour sop is a very funky kind of fruit. You know what? 
I would pair this or I would put this up again. So, you know, obviously sour beers really popular right now. Mm-hmm. This is like my whole mouth is kind of puckered up a little bit. So maybe you talk, Jeff, or you talk, Terry, while I'm recovering from the, <laughs> the sour. Um, what's a sop? Sour. It's, it's the a, name of a fruit. Okay. It's sour sop. It, it looks somewhere between a, a watermelon, a gourd, and an asteroid. Um, because it's got these weird spikes all over it. It's very interesting wow. looking. Um, but it's very funky tasting too. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That we were able to get so this cool. from one of our fruit people and, uh, enough to, to produce. Yeah. Fruit. Well, we get, you know, fruit from all over the, the country, actually all over the world. Um, and sometimes we get offered like little special batches of things and they said the word soursop. I did a little research and I'm like, Oh, we'll try some of that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I would say awesome. that if you are into sours for beer, this is definitely going to be something that you would really enjoy. Yeah. Because um, I think a lot of people have this, you know, idea that, you know, ciders are just really sweet and, yeah. you know, you really don't get those complex levels and layers and flavors. They've never and, come here. Right. And that's why you stand out. That's yeah. why, look, one of the things I emphasize is where have you, you know, what, what's the growth that you've experienced in a year? You've got more friends. You've got more people that are raving fans. You know, yeah. now instead of, instead of, you know, that conversation, oh, if you heard of Liquid Alchemy in Wilmington, Delaware, it's like they say, oh, you should interview Liquid Alchemy for the podcast. <laughs> oh, all right. They were number one. They've been on the TV show on RVNTV.TV. If you haven't seen that episode, you were gracious enough to come on the TV show. But, but people now recognize you and you do the, you do the different festivals. And what will happen is you walk around the festivals and you go, have you tried this? People say, but well, you got to go to Liquid Alchemy. You got to try what they're making. It's it's very interesting. Since since we started, we our first year we were we we're unknown. We we're we we're scrambling to get known. We're like, please here, try our stuff. And uh, everyone's like, well, kind of got a couple of eyebrows raised. And then last year, things just kind of grew slowly, and we started getting a little bit more more flow. Yeah, we were this, the first year really begging to get into some <laughs> festivals just so we could get our yeah. name out and and this now year we're we, getting asked yeah, to go to things yeah we get we get emails we get phone calls it's really nice um and we did yeah. our first uh cider festival in dc in november we we got a call and a request and we had probably the longest line there and according to to the organizers the most popular cider there what's that yeah. feel like for you that was pretty awesome. I mean, when we found out that Deeply Rooted was the most popular site of the entire festival, two state, three states away, um, it was pretty neat. And since then, they've actually come and taken our kegs. So now we're actually in Washington, D.C., being served at the biggest cider house in D.C. You want to tell awesome. which is the biggest cider house in D.C.? Uh, Capital Cider House. Capital Cider. Yep. And, and I can, you know, we're here in your tasting room and more medals have now are, are now you know gleaning on your wall so you're you're still getting those accolades you're still being recognized uh, yeah. across the country actually finally 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 you know we we, we hit our mark in mead we, we've hit best in show we've, we've had perfect scores we we we, we were very blessed in the, in the mead realm but uh, cider's tough i mean there's a lot of good ciders out there and a lot of ciders with a lot of money and a lot of size and with their own apples um, we're very lucky we have a, an awesome cider place near us, but we don't have our own orchard, so it's a little bit tricky. Um, but we got our first gold medal um, in a major cider competition this last year for uh, Pineapple 13. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you so, know, what's so like I said, we're revisiting what's happened in the last year that, you know, you've seen that growth. 
And it's yeah. got to be real fun for you. I mean, look, we're just, you know, for Minute Adventure, we're just, you know, we, we just show up and we just enjoy the fruits of your labor. I mean, like I said, we got here today. Um, we recorded the uh, podcast with Janelle Lawrence of Bubbles and Brews Philly. You're in the back. You're shaking. You're <laughs> shaking stuff. I mean, uh. get to see behind the scenes where, you know, somebody orders 25 of these kegs. And you're you're filling them and you're shaking them and you're getting them ready to go. This is what you do. But what really is transferring is people are loving what you're doing. And that's why I say you're really leaving a footprint on the cider mead world. And people are recognizing you for that standard that they want to try to accomplish. And, you know, it's exciting. So you've got some events coming up. You've got the Girl Scout cookie release. Anything else big coming up, uh, you know, in the next couple of months that people should be aware of that you want to, you know, plug? If, if you're a cider lover and if you're a Delaware lover, uh, come on back. We uh, last year, actually, no, no, two years ago, um, did a Delaware only hard cider. Uh, made from Pfeiffer's Archers down in Southern Delaware, um, and it's it's pretty cool because the first year we did it, it was it was just you know Delaware apples, a little bit of Delaware honey, um, all made together, and it turned out pretty good. Actually, so good that we actually won a bronze medal at a pretty big uh, competition uh, as an apple wine. Gotcha. And this last year we made a, another small batch. This year we actually made a bigger batch with them, and we were able to get uh, a very very rare type of apple called Arkansas Black. Uh, literally, it looks like a plum. It's like a big, big plum hanging. I'm on the tree. thinking like very fruity, very purple. juicy, right? I, yes. That's what I would think. Yeah, and very tart. We made we made made a batch called a Gotcha Black um, for Black for Arkansas Black, and we're going to be releasing that about the next uh, two three weeks, um, and that's going to be probably here for a good month. We made a bunch of it, and and it's a very 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 uh, nice tart. Um, you know, if you like that that kind of tart apple pie taste it's delicious um and we even did a special special batch off of that which was the arkansas black apples with fresh blackberries that were picked in delaware wow um so we did a double black okay so that one's gonna be coming out too we only have one keg of that and that's coming out one weekend um and i think if i remember right we got special growlers for that we're only gonna have 20 available and we're gonna sell those to the public and i won't even tell you what kind of growlers they are because they're so awesome looking they're just gonna blow your mind but this is the this is the fun. I mean, I see your face light up when you talk about these special growlers. You talk about some of these events, Terry, that, that are coming up. You, you know, you watch your faces. They light up to what you're able to experience and do. And we've talked about, you know, your experience where you, you know, you, you, where you first got the idea here and where you are today. And I'm just really excited, looking forward to what 2020 means for liquid alchemy beverages. I can't emphasize enough. If you are anywhere near Wilmington or you should plan a reason to come to Wilmington, this is where you need to go. Keep on the website. What's the website? LiquidAlchemyBeverages.com. And you're on socials. You're on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Liquid Alchemy Beverages, right? Correct. You know, see what, what's going on. They've got these this great barrel program going on now. You're not going to be disappointed if you're a fan of sours. Come and try to check this out. This is not... What you would expect for mead and cider, this is so much better. It's it's its own, its own character category of itself. Thank you for sitting down for a few minutes, Jeff. I know you got yeast going on in the back, and yep. Terry, you're getting ready to open. And we're we're ready to you know it's a Friday. We're ready to uh, welcome the visitors in. But again, I'm grateful, blessed. Appreciate you sitting down some time. We'll call this again. Liquid Alchemy revisited. We should do this uh, you know at least on a yearly basis. Sounds but, good. Uh, sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, and we'll look forward to all the great stuff that's going on. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for having us.